There's a very big angel devil dynamic here. Oh, my hand's going the opposite way I wanted to. I guess it doesn't matter because I don't know where I am on your guys' screen. You're on the bottom, so you're literally just pointing at oh, me and then angel. <laughs> yeah, that's better. Angel devil dynamic. Which one's which, though? Whoa, that's true. I guess we're to be discovered. <laughs> we all know I'm the angel. Okay. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of On the Porch with Front Porch Music. Once again, it's me, producer Jason. This week on the porch, we have Mackenzie Lee Meyer. And yes, that is Meyer, like the Oscar wiener. In this episode, her, uh, along with Logan and Jenna, talk about how she's one of Front Porch's OGs, uh, how she won Roots Artist of the Year, uh, what it's like playing an arena, and so much more. This is definitely an extensive episode. As always, if you like On the Porch with Front Porch Music, please leave us a rating on whatever podcast platform you choose. And we will catch you again in two weeks for the season finale of On the Porch with Front Porch Music. Until then, enjoy the episode and take care. We're here today with Mackenzie Lee Meyer. Hello. Hello. Thank you guys for having me. So nice to see you. Welcome to the porch, my friend. Thank you. I know. I think this is my first time officially on the porch. Yeah. I mean, we spoke a million years ago, just when when we first started and you were in the Boots and Hearts Emerging Artist Showcase. And we we just, I, I distinctly remember sitting on some Muskoka chair somewhere talking to you <laughs> yes i know i think we were in the vip section oh, of course there was like a spot i mean sorry we were in the vip section yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but I, I do remember that and that was like pretty inaugural for front porch right because that was that your yeah. first I yeah i think that might have been our first year our first active year as a right. publication yeah mm-hmm. wow well so nice to be back all these years later you guys are doing so great <laughs> right back at you i can't believe oh, thank it took you. this long to have you I mean, that Oops. is life, you know? Well, hey, I'm happy I'm happy to be here, and I was happy to be here then. So, yeah, thank you for including me. <laughs> wow, our little come-up journeys are, like, side-by-side side now. <laughs> I know, and honestly, having it be, like, a while between two different, like, times we get to talk to someone is like, wow, well, we've grown a lot. Now there's a whole ton of stuff we could talk about because it's been so long since we've been able to, like, watch each other mm-hmm. glow up, if you will. <laughs> Do you remember your first interviews where people were always just like, so who are you? Where did you come from? Yeah, you know what? I, I'm i still pretty indie. So a lot of the time I get people who don't know how to pronounce my name. What's hard so, to what What's hard about your name? Uh, Meyer. I get gets mayor all the time. I just got sent back photos from a festival I just did recently. And the guy called me Mackenzie Lee Miller. And I'm like, man, like this was like all over. Like that's not even kind of right. All not even kind of close. Like people spell Meyer wrong all the time. Like instead of M. Keep you humble. Oh, oh yeah. So I am. If there's anything in this industry that I am, is humble because no one remembers how to say or spell my name. So thank you guys for doing it right. (laughs) Oh, that's so. When I first, I think, followed you on Instagram, I saw that you had like, like Oscar Meyer Wiener in your bio. I don't know if you still do. But I was like, why is that a hard one? But apparently it is a hard one. You literally have, people just don't. Yeah. And I thought that was like a funny way to approach that. Because it's, <laughs> it's usually when anyone who's met me before or like talked to me at all, like it's pretty, they're like, oh, Meyer, like, you know, yada, yada, yada. Anyone who like reads it out online, like sometimes in radio stuff and they've never met me and I'm like new to them. I've, I noticed that it kind of ends up being mayors or there's you know who knows what the reason is um people maybe not doing as much homework as they should have but maybe you, know. you could roll with that you're like john mayer's love child <laughs> i don't know john mayer's oscar but... meyer wiener's love child <laughs> you heard it here first you heard it here first <laughs> this guy would not that he's gonna hear this at all but imagine that guy probably is like oh shit do i have a child over there i don't know maybe i honestly imagine there's that thought going through his head. I don't know him that well. I've, I've I don't know him at all. I don't I don't know him that well. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, me, me and John only met a couple times on the internet or in my dreams. But uh, yeah, I, I'm sure he's uh, said thought that one or two times before. I'm sure he lives his life every day like that. <laughs> well, hey man, that's certainly a life. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, before we get off track super far, because this happens. Before we get a cease and desist. <laughs> That's true. Okay, Ooh, calming it down. Calming before. it down. <laughs> For those who may not know you, why don't you give us your like elevator pitch? Like, who are you? Where the heck did you come from? Yeah. Well, I guess you guys got a formal spiel on my full name. It's Mackenzie Lee Meyer. Um, I grew up in Ancaster, Ontario, which is just kind of up the mountain from Hamilton. Um, and I mean, I grew up with a family that wasn't really into music other than me. And so I played a bunch of piano growing up and honestly had your pretty typical like singers, I don't know, grown up like phases. Like I played piano. I did a little bit of musical theater. Um, Hamilton, where I'm from, has a ton of support for kind of the arts. So I was lucky enough to kind of get to be involved in what we then called the HMAs, which was our Hamilton Music Awards. They kind of like celebrated the community. So it was nice to kind of have opportunities for that. Um, kind of when I was a teenager, I started writing songs. I don't know if there's like a really good journey to that. I just kind of loved being creative on piano and that kind of evolved into actually singing a little bit. Um, and then I decided to go and get a music degree from Humber. <laughs> Um, and that's kind of where I ended up now. I'm in Etobicoke these days. That's just kind of like right down from where Humber's campus is. And yeah, just kind of met my band there. And ever since then, graduating, it's been it's been a small while since I graduated, but uh, just been kind of grinding it out in the country music scene. Why country music? Where did that, was that always part of your? Yeah. You know what? It's It definitely wasn't like my identity growing up I like to say that Ancaster is half like suburb half country and it kind of like and my friends in high school happen to be pretty redneck for what we could consider in Canada redneck um and I think maybe hanging out with them and listening to the music that they liked that definitely influenced me to like country more because mm-hmm. I definitely did not come up like with rootin' tootin' parents that I was like born on you know George Jones and all these other like infamous like well-to-do by country artists um that I kind of came into after um but I think just based on having that influence it influenced my writing and that just kind of felt like the right spot for me to kind of put my art if you will yeah um and I lean on the like roots sides I'm not like you know right into country but uh that seems like the the right I guess category to put me Mm -hmm. in if you will for sure um lean into the root side casually as if you were not nominated <laughs> and one roots artist of the year at the same <laughs> well thank you um yeah I mean that was that was pretty surprising I mean super you flattering nom- so shocked it was the sweetest thing ever <laughs> I was like at the back of the like the auditorium like I was nowhere close not like oh like I'm just gonna stand like right next to the stage just in case I win like no I was like dead ass at the back I don't know you if had a to lot sprint of to the Sorry. front I was so far I was like me I was hanging out with Graham Scott Fleming we we're just like we should just like make sure we're in the theater to hear this because I'm like oh you never know like let's see who I'm losing to (laughs) yeah yeah I'm like let's see who I'm losing to this year like that's my third nomination so I'm like you know I'm ready to uh just clap and you know you make your your sore loser faces and (laughs) um what I did not prepare was a like a gracious winner face that's for sure because I you know like I was like what like I was shocked and honestly like I you always prepare like a couple of thank but I definitely wish I had been like, Hey, here's like my formal. Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, that was, that one was pretty special because my, my mom was there and I'm from Hamilton, which they were at this year. So apparently my mom cried. I wasn't, Aww. I wasn't next to her when it happened, but hearing that I'm like, Oh, like that's what kind of makes it worth it. So thank you CMA Ontario for making my mom cry. And then you were whisked <laughs> away backstage for a whirlwind of media stuff. Yes. And, and that again, just never seemed to end because I was back there too. Not with you, but I was back there too. <laughs> no, it was, it was definitely like a media experience. And again, obviously that's my first award. So I had no idea that that was kind of the expectation. And well, I mean, I'm happy to to do a bunch of interviews. I love doing that. So I'm just like, wow, everything's making me feel so like special right now. People want to talk to me and take my photo. <laughs> but yeah, it, it definitely a really cool experience for me this year getting that. Yeah. So going going cool. back to that journey to that moment, I guess ultimately to to the, that moment and many more to come, I'm sure. Um, you kind of made the rounds. 
playing in different dive bars and a lot of different bars you called yourself or I don't know if you still call yourself the dive bar diva um, I do love that name by the way um, thank you <laughs> so like what's the wildest kind of dive bar that you ever played at you don't have to name names but just like kind of like the diviest of gringy grossness Ooh, oh spell them <laughs> um I mean it's hard to pick one no but I I the the reason I'll, I'll explain why that name came about because there was like one bar where I had a moment where I'm like, wow, like I am, I'm the dive bar diva because this bar is so divey and I'm dressed like, you know, I'm performing at the Ritz or something like that. But it was, and it was, Ooh, what year was this? It might've been like 2013, 2014 when I was like, just for sure when I was just coming up, um, I was working with this quote unquote booking agent and they just did some pretty like casual, like, pubs and bars that were like kind of your nine to one bar band stuff and he was getting us work so I was taking it and most of the time it was pretty good work we would just play some country covers at some kind of like restaurant type places get our money and get into there hmm. um and then this one time he just kind of told us to go to this bar and I will say where it is I won't say what bar it is in Kitchener he's like hey like drive out here and you'll play from three sets and then you'll go home we're like great so we do that. We go to set up. Um, he, this guy had never been to this bar and he failed to mention that. He just kind of like booked it at us and like we went there and we step into this bar and it is like a bar you would be afraid to like go in if you were just like stepping around the corner somewhere. Like, See, Jenna's cocking her head like this because this is her neck of the woods and she's thinking of every bar in that area right now trying to figure out which one it is. There's no, I mean, I'm happy to tell you later, Jenna, but there's no way that you've ever stepped in there. It was like kind of like... I don't know. I mean, Jenna, I don't Jenna's know. pretty sketchy. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Yeah, Jenna, just sketchy vibes. All right. So it's your actually, it's it's your favorite bar. No. Um, but uh it's uh so we get in there and we're like, oh, like this is definitely a dive. Like we're not gonna linger here longer than we need to, but we are been hired to be here and we've already driven an hour to get here. So we're gonna set up and kind of do our thing and not get cause out. issues. Yeah, get out. Um in the course of the time that we were there, there were three bar fights, like just amongst people being too drunk. And these are some pretty hard looking people. Okay. It's not like me and Jenna fighting because, you know, for no reason at all, like some dumb catty fight. Like these are like, I'm like, this is like a biker war or something like that. And we're like, wow, we are like not safe here. Not that we anything happened. <laughs> Nothing happened. Like no one like gave us trouble, but it was like the place had not been clean since the summer. It was for sure. Sh- it was winter time when we were there. Like there were like dead bees, like on tables and like that we had no light above us and the waitress. Like, so you're singing in the shadows. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yes, but we're like, we've got, they're like, Hey, this light's not working. The waitress like, okay, no problem. She walks across the other side of the bar. Like say like my other living room behind me here distance walks over there unscrews a light that's like on top of that area she's like standing on their pool table undoing it pulls that light bulb out first off why was that not burning her fingers secondly comes back over and then screws it into our spot where we were supposed to like play and then it like goes on for like a bit and then it just dies and i'm like what a waste of energy but also what (laughs) so anyways that was the uh dive bar that definitely made me feel like I was I'm the dive bar diva because on top of that I was dressed really nice I had like curled my hair like you try and look a little like pretty good for your gigs and I showed up and it was that place and I'm like why did I wear a dress what was the point yeah and it's like and people no one was mean like everyone was nice to us it was just like one of those things where I'm like "Mm, I can't it's too sketchy like so at some point I got it I got it yeah I can't come back sorry guys (laughs) oh that's so funny so it obviously yeah. wasn't anywhere I've ever been because I've never been scared at a bar in Kitchener. So I would be like full lord if you had ever been there before. And and it was one of those like sports bar types. Like they were watching the Leafs oh. game while we were there, and it wasn't like a big. It's not like a big chain or nothing, but like the the crowd there oh. was there to watch the Leafs game and apparently brawl. So that's that's what it was. <laughs> I feel like you could have put some some background music to those fights. Could have been kind of funny. You know what? I wish I wish I could remember what we were playing when they fighted cuz oh, we just kept, we just kept playing. Like we're like, well, we're not going to be like, oh, fight, fight, fight like over our PA and whatever. It's like 
like ah, oh, like we'll just kind of be <laughs> but you know i'm like they're they're fighting to stuff like footloose and any man of mine like just you're like typical like we were playing country like that's what we were hired to do so it's like so that's the dive bar diva is a professional <laughs> she she has paid her dues at some spots that's for yeah. sure <laughs> yeah no kidding that's really funny too because when i would go to the stampede corral in kitchener i was like this place is rowdy See, I love the corral. I used to play there religiously, Did and you? like that—that that place is fun. Like okay, that, there is people it... always fought there too, and I thought it had to do with it being too open, and there mm. being like, because like Dallas nightclub never had a problem. But I think when you mix live music and too big of a space, people start to think they have more than they do, and they get on each other's toes, and people get way too drunk. And yeah, the, the corral like. It was fine, but I think I got scared sometimes because people had broken bottles in the air and I'm like, I can kill someone. I'm, I'm going home. Yeah, there's definitely some like young egos there that are like, oh, I just want to like, oh, you stepped on my toe dancing. Like, I'm going to beat you up. Like, and that, yeah, I think those rooms have never really been able to escape that, but I've never really thought about it being a layout issue. I wonder if that's like part of the problem. Connor Weiser, I'm talking to you. <laughs> is he the one doing the fighting when the second my brother turned 19 i would see him and his friends out and i'd be like (laughs) i am too small to go in there but i'd like yeah stop (laughs) my cousins would be like are you it get away and i'm like you're gonna go go to jail this isn't like funny bar fight this is jail Put those know, weapons like, down. <laughs> what I, the hell? I can't oh wait for your brother to hear this. <laughs> he I feel listen, like don't worry. I feel like people. I feel like people forget it's literally Life. assault. Like, well, you yeah. could, you could, like, you <laughs> can get charged for that. Like, it's, yes. I, like I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you want a criminal record? Like, have a blast. Like, for me, I just think it's such a dumb way to resolve any type of like emotion. Like. Agreed. Get someone else kicked out. Like, don't get yourself kicked out because then your night's over. Like, sorry, but literally, obviously, alcohol and just general anger does not mix well. And I no. guess pe- people pay the price for that sometimes. But no, hopefully I mean, not your brother. Yeah, no, I'll like I'll yell, I'll get mouthy, but I'm not fighting anybody. No, no. M- mostly because I think I'm blues. But <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I. I have this complex, my cousin and I, at Boots and Hearts this year, we're talking about this because we saw people fighting, and I was like, see, I have, we both have the same complex, where I'm like, if that were me, I don't care if I'm five foot two, I'd win the fight. And she's like, me too. I'm like, we probably wouldn't, though. (laughs) She's like, yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I I have big time chihuahua energy, which is probably what I would call that. Yeah. Where I'm like, yeah, you want to go, you want to go, but I'm like, yeah, I'm five four. Like, you're not getting like a height advantage. I might be able to like take someone out because their center of gravity is just like way higher than me. But like, that is my only benefit, you know. Like, and maybe just you know, be having the right attitude to kick some butt. (laughs) I can do it. Wow, I could do it. The mentality. I think I'm just too lazy. Like, that's a lot of effort. That's fair. (laughs) that is fair that'll keep you out of trouble yeah yeah that's that's a good way that's a good lazy i wish uh, i had more lazy a good, that way a good lazy. <laughs> okay let's um we love the dive bar stories but maybe we aren't inciting <laughs> violence at the club that's true we're yeah, not trying not. to incite violence don't listen to us <laughs> no we're no. not playing those clubs anymore <laughs> no no you can turn down those venues right yes we can and also being obviously not on the dance floor i'm not the one getting you're right overall so even if i'm a little like if there's like some some of those places have like fences across i don't know if you guys ever went to boots and bourbon in toronto oh, it was like it's like rock and horse like one of those just mm. like country bars they used to have like a like a fence like a metal fence like across the front of the stage and people couldn't throw bottles Get and stuff people? at it Drunk people, which, I mean, I've never seen a stage do that, but I guess that must have been a problem there for them to even think about having that as, like, a something they need for the bar atmosphere. Like, but uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> yes, it's been a while since I've been in a bar. where. Well, I'm you've like, definitely graduated because earlier this year, you were, su- you were playing to some giant arenas. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely just like a, yeah, just like a mild step up, I think, you know, from yeah. feeling unsafe. 
to uh, like, playing an arena. <laughs> you joined uh, with Robin Adelini's band to play for the Queen of Me tour with Shania. I did. That was definitely a crazy twist that this year had for me. But No uh... kidding. Talk <laughs> about a difference between a biker bar to like arenas across the country. I mean, definitely. I'm sure there were still fights there, but (laughs) fights that we couldn't see though, because you're right, it was it was an arena, um, which is wild. Like, obviously, that's my first arena tour ever, and honestly, like, not something I ever thought I would accomplish in my life. And so stoked that Robin really wanted to kind of have me on board. Um, she's like a really big supporter of women in music. Um, I know you guys just had Nicole Ray. She's Robin to me is like a top two for that. She's always trying to do things that support other women and she's her music in general is also like very like femme forward like and so it was a really big treat to get to join a camp like that but yeah she basically wanted another female in her band and because I had gone through kind of the schooling like I am an artist but I'm also a musician and sometimes artists are not both those things and I love working as a musician just on the side of being an artist as well and they kind of auditioned me as like someone who could be in that and then ended up picking me for that. And that obviously that tour and I've kind of done all her dates this summer as well. So, uh, yeah, it's been a, been a crazy, very no busy, kidding. happy year. <laughs> I've had the, I've had the privilege of seeing you perform with Robin, not at a Shania show, but, <laughs> and, and you looked so great and comfortable, comfortable on the stage with her, but I can only imagine the first show where you're on that tour to a giant arena like, obviously, you've prepped yourself in your head. Like, this is going to be weird, wild, and cool. But, yeah. like, when it got to the time time of actually stepping out onto that stage, what was going through your head? Was it, like, a um, oh, shit moment? You know or- what? I, I felt, like, surprisingly cool. And I feel like, like, I'm, I've performed, like, a lot, a lot. Obviously, not in an arena, but they're kind of, like, coming up through Humber and coming up in the scene. I've done this about eight years. Like, I used to play every weekend on these. They're, like long hall shows like not artist shows like four hour sets and we were always entertaining I think just having the kind of muscle memory of what it means to be Hmm. to perform translates everywhere and for me I really felt that on that tour because I'm like am I going to be nervous like this is an arena full of people like I'm new to this band like this is kind of a big deal to have Robin's like I would say top show of the year like in the first month for me of working with her (laughs) I'm like oh my god like this is so much to kind of like deal with um but I honestly like I I wasn't nervous which I was really kind of like stoked for myself for because obviously when you feel that way you show it performing but (laughs) I would say this like to a T I would so much rather perform well in an arena I would so much rather perform for 20,000 people who I can't like really really identify rather than five people in a room who are I say that too I mean not about performing because I'll be shitting myself if I'm performing but (laughs) like even just like like, I'd rather talk in front of 10,000 people than like like what you just said like yeah when when it's that many people they become almost like one person yes and it becomes like a thing rather than like someone I have to make eye contact with which Obviously you do, obviously you do a little bit on that stuff, but um, you're pretty limited to who you can make eye contact with on a thing. The first three rows. The first, the (laughs) first three rows and it's darkness and lights. Like, so for me, like that felt really easy because there was never that pressure to like really be on because the five people who are watching me couldn't really see me and I'm watching them judging whether or not they like me. Like we're on those shows. You're just like kind of a performer, like an actor. And you're just presenting that to whoever decides to watch, which um, Mm -hmm. I find that a lot easier than making sure people care. (laughs) And it's different for me too. like being Robin in that setting for sure. might have been a way different experience. Getting to kind of be a support to what she's doing is obviously a super different role. I'm not commanding an audience other than when I have the moments to. And that definitely... I can only speak on being in that role, but I wonder if it would be different if, you know, if you were the front person being like, Hey, everyone, hope you care about what I'm saying. For sure. For sure. That yeah. is so interesting. Did you have, did you see Shania on the tour at all? Cause I've, I've spoken to openers who never saw a glimpse of her. We, we did just at the very end and it yeah. like almost didn't happen. Like we kind of asked being like, Hey, like, is there a possibility we could grab a photo? And they were pretty gracious and they, 
we kind of just did like a quick like mainly robin like robin got her photo got to talk to her for a little bit and then we got a got a band photo but she's not at the arena like she definitely doesn't float there at all and no. hangs out for the day she, yeah <laughs> which obviously you've never Checking out on the crew she, yeah you never <laughs> expect shania to just be like at the arenas like you know in her pajamas like hanging out but um <laughs> Yeah, she kind of rolled in, like, right before her set and then left right after. And, oh, yeah. Hey, when you're Shania Twain, like, that's exactly how I would do it. <laughs> You've earned, you earned it. Yep. <laughs> so you did go on your first arena tour, and that was super exciting. Did you learn anything new? Was um, there, like, a big learning curve? I mean, there's a lot to take in about a show of that size that I think, obviously, I had no register for previously. Like, I've never even Fair. been close to a stage on an arena tour. Um, so, like, getting to see the, like, just production value that goes into that and, you know, the amount of work that's to get that stage there and to get the band in and, you know, kind of everything involved, like the catering, the stuff like that is was all a learning curve to me because I'd never been even close to something like that. So... I would say for sure for me, like big takeaways are just like understanding what being on the road for something like that is like. So if I ever get there with kind of my own thing and I'm opening for someone in an arena or maybe one day headlining my own arena that I under, I have like a good grasp of, or a fairly good grasp of what it kind of means to, to do that. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's one of those experiences where like where you don't know until you just do it. Yeah, like definitely nothing could have prepared me for that. Like, it's not like you can rent an arena and just practice what it's like to to stand on a stage like that and look out at people. Like, there's nothing that prepares you for that, like, other than just what you've kind of already learned. I guess it's like running sure. like a marathon in a way. I know some people like never run the full distance until like the day of, and then you kind of like see if you can do it. But <laughs> even just the idea of running that distance, period, is a no for me. I'm not running unless I'm running away from something like (laughs) like you should also go (laughs) if I'm running you better pick it up too (laughs) that's perfect we'll just all run away from the fights we don't want to be in and uh leave the marathon running for other people (laughs) yeah straight up up. um I actually want to ask you uh a little bit about your back to being the front woman the front person um (laughs) at music in the fields how was that yes here ah it looked really great yeah it was so fun. Like I, I had the chance to do that festival in 2019 on the emerging artist stage. I know you guys mm-hmm. know Owen yeah. pretty well, kind of the same path where yep. you kind of like got in that contest. And ever since then, I've been hoping to play back at the festival because they were just so hospitable in like in that moment, like the, the people who are there want to come watch music and they don't know who I am then. And they're happy to like let an emerging artist like backstage for their catering stuff and just like take whatever you want like which is not always the case for an emerging artist sometimes there's a bit more uh there's like with stupid tears of like tears yeah where where they're like hey like no you're still kind of like a fan this is an opportunity which totally respect because you're just trying to keep things running smoothly um this year so since then i've been like oh man this festival is so fun the people are so nice i'm dying to come back and when I got that one, like, I guess in an email being like, hey, we'd like to have you like that was like just the, you know, such a great day. And uh, yeah. And then the festival itself, by the time we got there, because it's, it's the end of the summer. So I'm like, this is going to be my like big last one. And it was amazing. Like people were so accommodating, like they wanted to, you know, listen. And, you know, it's just like a, a festival like that. Like it's just people have such good energy. Like no one's there to tear you down. Like they just want to be presented whatever you're doing and they want to come say hi like I got to meet a bunch of people which was really nice and uh yeah it was really special great way to end the summer no kidding no kidding um we need to jump into your form of satire and your music a little bit because it's (laughs) the best because you're so sweet and polite and then you jump in with this sassy music and you're like this girl has fire you have some very clever lyrics so we're talking we're talking dial tone and we're talking Barbie doll. And I just want to talk about how you deliver a very key, strong message of like in dial tone, shutting the fuck up. Yep. And in Barbie <laughs> doll, let's talk about women and standards and you still make it very funny. So, oh, oh my gosh. Well, thank you. I'm so flattered. You think that I think um, it's, people relate to things better when it's not just like this is how it is, you know? No, and definitely like the last thing I wanted, especially for Barbie doll, is for it to sound like me being like bossy to people about how things should be. Because 
that is not how you communicate a message that matters because then people don't want to listen. Um, so I'm so glad that the, neither of those tunes kind of sound like I'm being like pushy per se, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think satire needs to be involved in that stuff because it just makes people want to listen to it and enjoy like what you're saying. And, you know, like those are true experiences I've had and like ways that I felt about society. So it's, it was pretty easy to pull <laughs> I mean, dial tone out of my butt because there are conversations where I've just been really annoyed about what someone was saying and or they're just like not paying attention to me or what they're saying is just like really dull. Like what's like, why bother to share this information and keep me here? Like, but anyways. Uh, you're wasting my time. <laughs> you're wasting my time. And you know, like time is valuable. And it's just one of those things where I'm, I'm laughing that you guys think I'm sweet and nice, but I was too, I was too polite to be like, hey, like, and you know, you never want to look like a jerk and be like, hey, like, you're actually super boring. Like, I'm going to just exit now. Or, or like, I just don't agree with what you're saying. Like, half, you know, that song felt like a shade political. And it's like, mm, like, I don't know. Like, I don't agree with these, but I'm just going to save face. But I'll write about it later. That's for sure. <laughs> that's so funny. And um, they're catchy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. You know what? That part almost did not get in it because I felt really silly going. But I'm like, I'm like, it kind of sounds like iconic. Okay. Okay. Cool. And I'm so glad I was working with Jeff Delzil for that one. I'm so glad he's like, no, like we're putting this everywhere. It's going to go after every chorus because I just had it at the very end originally. And he's like, no, it's like really catchy. Like, yeah. I'm like, okay, like I like put it in a little bit. I'm like, let me see what he thinks. And that's, I guess, kudos to Jeff. He kind of made the call on having that everywhere, which if it's iconic, it's his responsibility, I guess I would say. So thank you, Jeff. You can almost hear the eye roll when you're saying that part too. (laughs) I was definitely honing some like sass vibes trying to deliver that. So that's good that it sounds like I'm rolling my eyes because I would be doing that in real life. (laughs) That's so funny. <laughs> also, when you make something so easy for people to remember, by the next chorus, they're like singing that part with you, right? If anything, they've got that part down. That's true. If I were to ever do a call and answer, like that would be the only right to be like, sing this part and be like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you guys can't really sing, but that's okay. You can go do it. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> I'm gonna try that at my next, my next show for sure. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Barbie doll has the same kind of like I said like satire where you're making it light but you're also like punching the message in the face still without being annoying you know well thank you I'm glad that you think it's like obviously like catchy and not annoying which was definitely my biggest goal in that too and it's to not you know have it come across like I'm trying to push people around um but yeah you, I I don't know like again like with with that one like just a ton of like real world things that I think are really stupid to kind of impose on women. And I don't just feel that way about women. Like I think, you know, guys having to be told that they're macho and like, you know, like get a lot of girls makes them like manly and like stuff like that. Like, I just think, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just think that that never felt so much. So gross in my life. I've never felt so toxic. <laughs> hey man, we're we're cu- we're taking the toxic down, but oh my god, like there's no there's no toxic person in this group. But uh <laughs> Jenna. <laughs> oh Jenna, yeah, Jenna pointed at herself. Okay. Well You didn't see me like peak CMIOs <laughs> when I was practicing my gaslighting on everybody, okay? Yeah. Gaslighting as a hobby is sometimes fun to people who you know suck. No hate. No, she was practicing on me. <laughs> I was practicing on him and Eli. Oh, no. and e- oh. oh, oh my God. Eli would find that funny. He, he literally sure. was like, are you gaslighting me? And I was like, just practicing. I don't think so. Do you feel like you're being gaslit? And he's like, and I was like, it's working. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. That's my gaslighting with just talking about gaslighting is my all time favorite gaslight. So <laughs> literally plus. Meg taught just- me that so fast. <laughs> just for fun, everybody. We're not really mean just for fun. Uh, <laughs> it's for the joke it's for the bit okay it's for it's for the bit commit to the bit commit uh, to- <laughs> and it was, yes um no obviously like i feel that way about i feel just as poorly about toxic masculinity as i feel about having that you know f- hyper feminine ideology for women because i just don't think these you know ideologies make sense in modern time anymore i don't think they made sense back then 
Um, and yeah, I just think people should get to be how we are because it's not black and white. We're just like a spectrum of different humans doing our thing. So yeah, that's why I kind of inspired Barbie doll, but, uh, wanted to keep it funny and cool. Cause that's because <laughs> what I just said, there's a little too serious to be cool and funny, but, uh, yeah, gotta, gotta say the important stuff still. <laughs> but you, fig- you figured it out. <laughs> I, Mackenzie I lo- Meyer, funny and cool. Wow, I'll take it. Get my Yelp on. review. It's my Yelp review. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yes, please, please add some some good Yelp reviews. We love mm-hmm. we love funny and cool. I'll take it. I'll take it. Five out of five. Will does recommend. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> Woodshop here again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm getting my Google going. I'm, I'm writing to you guys to make some reviews. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Okay. I was going to mention this earlier, but I kind of forgot. Somewhere along the line, you taught yourself to play guitar, didn't you? Um, Yes. Like, I definitely, like, I kind of had a class in high school that sort of taught us, and then I picked it up kind of after that. Um, But I learned guitar so that I didn't have to, like, pay someone else players, in my yeah. hand. Yeah. Smart. Because... Yeah. And I, I know like a lot of artists are kind of taking that route as well. Like just because it gets expensive when you're doing gigs that don't pay a ton and you got to hire like a bunch of other people already. So for me, I was like, yeah, like I want to be able to do that myself in situations where so I can make more money um, early on. And now um, obviously to express art on guitar, like I grew up playing piano, so I kind of already had that in the bag. But you know, different songs get written on different instruments. And for me now, I find guitar is kind of the main thing I sit and play. Obviously, it's more convenient. Yeah, it's more <laughs> than portable. Lighter, than <laughs> hugging, like lugging your piano around. But uh, they, wow, this is going to sound so nerdy. They, they speak differently, these two instruments. So uh, it's nice. It's nice to be functional. Wow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I also grew up playing piano. And I found it very difficult to transition to guitar. Like it just didn't translate in my, from my head to my fingers. And so like, did you find that difficult as well? Or did, is it just like you're naturally musical and I'm not? Okay. Definitely not that. (laughs) It might be that. I mean, for me, like speaking on piano, like pianos for sure, what I have stronger theory on, like I could solo on a piano. I could not solo on my acoustic guitar by any means. Like, I have a pretty basic understanding of how to get around, but because I had the theory from piano, I can kind of apply it mm. to like the notes on guitar, but I'm definitely not, you know, tracking a solo in a session by any means. I'm usually just kind Fair. of strumming and chording, but yeah. So definitely the learning curve to guitar for me was very weird. Um, and I haven't really advanced past just like. It's so hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, like- I find, I mean, I like I started playing piano when I, when I was four, so it comes kind of natural to me. I'm not playing for anybody. Let's just start with that. But <laughs> oh, I think you are now that you announced that. <laughs> but like, I can, I get, I understand chords. So like yeah. on the guitar, I get the chords. But as soon as it comes to like individual notes and like, I, no, it, my brain does not compute. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think piano is a smarter instrument for like doing individual note stuff because it's just so like easy to see where they are. Where like on guitar. I'm like, yeah, like you can play the same note like in five different places. Like, and then trying to get your finger into an F quickly. No thanks. <laughs> F chords, all, F bar chords are always the deadly ones that everyone hates. I always, I always find that funny, but it's, it's true. Like, it's yeah, it's, it's definitely. I, I found it was a learning curve, and I'm not really qualified to speak on being good at guitar because I'm just like a functional guitar player. But um, I found piano more accessible for sure. Said the hired guitar player. <laughs> I I am hired. Okay, I'm hired to play acoustic guitar, like strumming, and do some like pretty basic like finger picking stuff. I definitely would have said no if they're like, "Hey, like you're gonna solo on this instrument." I'm like, I'll never be good enough in time. But thank you. <laughs> you know what? I'm good. Thank you so much. Is there any um instrument you would like to learn or wish you learned? Because my family didn't put me in music at all when I was a kid. Mm. I only played sports, and I was like. This would come in handy. What do you want to play, Jenna, first? Well, I wanted to play the piano, and then my grandma tried to show me, but she doesn't know either. She just does it. Yeah. Oh. It's really yeah. annoying. It's really annoying. You're like, I can't learn from you, grandma. She's like, I <laughs> literally can't teach you. She also can She can listen and just play. Ooh. Yeah. Just a little bit. Charlie Poofy, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
And then I wanted to play guitar and I was like, I can't focus long enough to do that. I can't focus on it's like driving standard. I can't do that either because I'm not going to be able to focus. That's important for driving in general. <laughs> for everyone else's safety. So yeah, I'm not learning any instruments. I learned the recorder in school. That was it. I mean, that's a gem of an instrument, if I do say so myself. Not <laughs> when it's 30 kids in grade three playing it. <laughs> those are those are sacred times. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what a pain. Oh Anyways, is there any <laughs> instrument you would like to learn or I wish you learned? Um, I mean, I, I always wanted to learn fiddle since I ever got into country. Ooh, I feel like that would be something that would be... That'd be killer. Yeah, I just think it'd be cool to be able to like sing and fiddle like at the same Mackenzie time. Mackenzie Porter like, does like that. Mackenzie Porter, I've seen her do that, and yeah. it's just an it's a it's an easy cool. instrument for a front person to kind of sing and then play, and like that to me, mm-hmm. I just think it's cool. And yeah, I don't know, like that. I wish I had been more country growing up, so that that might okay. have kind of like come up like while I was a kid and you're like very impressionable and you can learn stuff easily and mm-hmm. but now I'm like it, fiddle like th- that has a learned hard learning curve because it's just like for me I just don't have any of the skills to like make that go and nowadays you don't have the time but if I ever do I'm like maybe I'll try and do that because that instrument is cool <laughs> it is cool also when you're a child you don't appreciate any of those things but like my mm-hmm. first concert was the Leahy's I saw oh. the Leahy family. My mom used to tap dance or step dance, whatever. And yep. one of their sons played fiddle and they would do it everywhere in our county. Yep. They were a little duo. And she was like, you need to come see the Leahy's play. And they danced and they played fiddle. And I, so that was my actual, my first concert. But I tell people it was Hillary Duff because oh. that was my <laughs> second concert. Yeah. Cause I'm sure, I'm sure you'll have, you'll be like, who are the Leahy's? Literally. Yeah, that's cool though. Oh my gosh. I know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever knew the Fitzgeralds, but I went to school with one of them and, and same thing, like this like family fiddling band. And mm-hmm. like you never realize how how involved that community is with that music with like, I know, the eh? and the in the yep. and it's like so impressive to watch the shows and have them do it's entertaining. Usually, like, it is, you know, and you never because it's usually at least the what from what I've seen, like instrumental music, it's not so much lyric and so there's not mm-hmm. something that someone with no music knowledge can like grab onto like a lyric so you had they have to be entertaining if if you you know if yeah you're not used to the music so it's they're great shows yeah so they're that's re- very cool really cool eh I remember just watching like a six-year-old like tap like dancing and then all of a sudden just like picking up a little fiddle and doing it at the same time and I was like what am I here for I have no I, I need a purpose in life I can't do that <laughs> I feel the same way. You always see those like internet videos of like young kids just like virtuosic at whatever they're doing. I know. I'm like, why am I alive? It's like, this screw is- you, child. I'm so yeah. mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> but oh my gosh. Here we are, alive and thriving. <laughs> <laughs> we're alive. I don't know. Some days I don't know if we're thriving. Okay, here we are, alive. <laughs> alive and being. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay. Before we come to the end here, I think. I mean, I've heard we we were teasing a little bit before, but you are working on your next single, hopefully to come out. Um, I am, and I've heard it live, and I think it's hilarious. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't know if Logan, you've heard it, but why don't you tell I, us a little bit about I it? I must have heard it because I've seen you perform not too long ago. Um, probably. I usually try and get it into all my sets now because I do. It's my song right before I do Thunderstruck because I kind of like set it up to go into that so if you've seen Thunderstruck which obviously that's a song people recognize right away then you've probably seen this one which is called House Husband (laughs) (laughs) Um, it definitely is going to continue with that like satire vibe for I guess what my kind of brand is now where it's like cheeky Um, I definitely wanted (laughs) good okay I'm, I'm glad you think so it doesn't come across as you know, preachy, which is the last thing I want Not for, for music. Uh-huh. Okay, great. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely wanted like a honey, I'm home vibe. And I heard uh, someone use the term house husband one time. And I just thought that was like such a fun way to like a fun thing to like, kind of like include as like a song. And I'm like, yeah, like, why not? So uh, yeah, I'm excited to be putting that one out soon. 
Possibly today. Possibly. <laughs> possibly already time, out. Depending on the timing of this podcast, possibly in this window. It'll <laughs> <laughs> make great. It'll make great promo regardless. That's it's all. true. So it'll be out sometime. <laughs> are you working on the? I, you are like pretty involved in the in the in the visual of your work too, right? So are I you like to be cool yeah. for this. Yeah. You know what? You're I've not. got this idea. No. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna be like, no, I handed it over this time around. You know, um, really set me up. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know what? No. Uh, there's no formal plan. Kind of like I've not like I like working with AJ from Roadhouse. He's obviously as we're filming this podcast on tour with Bailey Zimmerman, kind of doing the video for them. So he's a little tied up. I haven't seen him in a while, but I know he's back. Uh, soon and so I'm hoping to you're reach out with, time, with him yeah. gonna be yeah. like hey man you're back you're back in Canada great I got all this stuff I want no I'm gonna definitely steal him for this music video um and I really want I'll cheat it because I just we'll, we'll air out the idea and you guys tell me if you think it's funny and if it's not then we'll just cut this part out of the podcast no great <laughs> so um, nobody know but I really want it to be like a joking like a polyandrous situation where I'm like this gal and I have this like group Four of husbands. house husbands. Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. like serving yes. hand and feet. Yes. Totally joking. Everyone that's listening, that is not my dream life, but I just think but it is very home. funny. And it's a, it automatically puts a visual in your head to like the song house husband. Yeah. And it's like that to me, like I just, and I like using music videos to communicate humor because obviously if you find the video entertaining you're going to listen to the whole song so yep um i'm like hey like this is kind of my idea hopefully it comes to fruition that way um but yes uh if that's a cool idea i gotta roll with it yes i don't know why okay this is probably somebody needs to be your footstool somebody needs to be your footstool (laughs) absolutely they can paint my toenails too this song like the song that i'm thinking of in the music video that just popped into my head is I can't believe I didn't even know this song. Milf Money by Fergie. Pardon? No. no one's heard this song? Oh my god, oh my you have gosh. to go watch the music video for Milf Money. It is I... basically like kind of that, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> like oh it's mostly god. all like all housewives. Um yeah. yeah. You should go. It's a terrible song. And it's not a great music video either. I was like, I've never heard of that thing before. But it's quite funny. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm gonna go steal ideas for sure. I definitely have been like looking at like X's and O's by L King as that one. Oh, great song! Where too. there's where there's like you know all these like oiled up dudes like fanning her and she's like just sitting in this chair. And I'm definitely gonna make the house husbands wear those like fake like muscle shirts, those like t-shirts <laughs> the with t-shirt the, like, ones. Yep. Yeah. Obviously, you should make like, them wear bikini ones instead, though. Ooh, just like really, really. <laughs> push push the dynamic yeah, yeah. all the way <laughs> oh my god okay well okay i'm gonna make them wear bikinis instead that would be a perfect thing I'm so funny. if if my if the uh my kind friends who i'm definitely gonna rope into doing this video for me will <laughs> do that then i will absolutely enforce that hey, if they don't do it not your friends wow exactly i will just I'll just I'll peer pressure them. I was gonna say gaslight, but it's not quite there. But maybe I could just gaslight them and get Jenna on them because she's been practicing. I'm so good at it. So we're not friends, so you won't do this one small thing for me. I could feel like I've done a lot for you, and this doesn't feel like a tall ask. You're hired. You're you're hired. I will negotiate. I mean, gaslight them into doing it. No problem. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, speaking, of, speaking of uh music videos and doing things for your friends, I just watched um Nicole Ray's music video for how did you in the mud? Oh my Wait, how, maybe how describe did... what you're actually saying, Jenna, here first. Sorry. Finish the sentence. <laughs> Nicole Ray's music video for Dirty. <laughs> I didn't even say that, eh? Uh, yeah, so Nicole's video came out a couple weeks ago, and you are featured in a mud fight. I am. That is one of those things. <laughs> That's definitely, um, that was a, the surprise of the day. I knew... Like, I was like, hey, like, I definitely want to help out with this video because obviously as all of us go through, like, we sometimes we need people at videos and it's uh, us helping each other out. And she's like, hey, like, can you, like, bring a bathing suit? Like, we might need some, like, extras for this, like, one scene. Extras? Like, sure. You were the main one. <laughs> and originally, and then, like, some some stuff kind of fell through, like, stuff always does on days like that. And she's like, hey, like, can you, like, be the friend? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm like, wish I'd thrown on, like, a little bit of makeup or something. But, you know... 
here we are doing some mud wrestling and that mud was so cold. Like we're on like a, I mean, it's for the bit, it's for the bit, but we're yeah. on like a farm, right? So they're, they're sourcing water from like, I don't know, like you're, you're not like, it's not like hot water from inside by any means. So <laughs> it's just like no, this, like that muddy hose. Did you get hose, sick after? Because that looked gross. No, it was a hot day. So at least there was okay, like that okay, kind okay. of like, you know, making it better, but no, I did <laughs> maybe the, the hose off after was definitely chilly because obviously like the sun's like going down and you're like, Oh, well I'm covered in mud now. So I guess I got to get this mud off of me outside before I go like inside of ruin someone's total, you know, facilities or whatever. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like it was so fun doing that. Like I'm, I'm happy that I got to be a part of that in that way. And Yep, and now for anyone who wants to watch me mud wrestle on the internet, it's uh, it's, <laughs> it's uh, up there. <laughs> Can't hide that one. <laughs> and she will be casting as much or for more mud fights near you. I feel like there might be a gross place on the internet for that, though, so maybe not. I uh, I could it could be a new side hustle, uh, depending, you know. But you're right; there's definitely some some holes on the internet that uh, We're I'll, not I'll going try. Down. I'll tr- I'll try and steer out of, but yeah. uh good idea. That's one of them. That's definitely one of them. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> well, my friend, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute Hilarious. pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for having me. It's obviously so nice to get to chat with you and hang out, if you will, in our little little uh meeting here. <laughs> our little and, Zoom porch. Our yeah. Zoom porch. <laughs> and everyone um, listening, be sure to check out. Mackenzie Lee Meyer, like Oscar Meyer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she's funny and cool. She's funny wow. and cool. Yeah. And watch oh out for gosh. house husband. Yeah. And get yourself Peggy. one or four. Heck <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Thanks for listening to another episode of On the Porch with Front Porch Music. We're so lucky to be able to chat with artists and make episodes like this one. If you like the podcast, remember to rate and review us, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. It's the easiest way to support the show. Remember to check out frontporchmusic.ca to keep up with new music releases, exclusive artist interviews, and more. We'll catch you again on The Porch in a couple of weeks. On The Porch is hosted by Logan Miller and Jenna Weiser, and produced and edited by Jason Saunders. That's me. Our theme song was written, produced, and performed by Owen Rigney. Yeah, all I can smell is onions on my shirt because I was cooking dinner before this and I was like, you know what's hot? Everything else just like sticks to you. Thieves. Yeah. I smell like food and it's a little I hate smelling like food. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah, that'll uh that'll do it. Onions, you know, hard hard to escape that one. <laughs> but my fingers don't smell like onions, which is really odd because I also cut oh, them. Right. Oh my god, that's so weird. Well at least we know you wash your hands really good. <laughs> riveting conversation about jenna's hygiene (laughs) but i smell like onions here's our intro no no please don't please don't okay anyways jason when you're editing this find out how to use this audio somehow no don't or you're fired (laughs) he's not fired ever yeah um we literally (laughs) never mind actually i don't want him to hear how Highly, we think of him. (laughs) That's so rude.